From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Derek. Today is Tuesday, third Tuesday of the month. We know that means we have an auto room preview coming up. But before we get to that, Matt, how was your weekend? You know, Derek, hang on. Before we talk about our weekend, which we're going to talk about, let's give a little shout out to uh, Mr. Stephen Pittman, the city attorney. Yes. the He is in the band. The music that you heard, the bumper music that you heard this morning is the Cosmic Hate Destroyers. That's three words. Cosmic Hate Destroyers. Go on Spotify. Check them out. Uh, listen to their music. Enjoy that. But uh, Stephen is part of that band. So we went ahead and gave them a little shout out and used them this morning as our bumper music. Uh, so Cosmic Hate Destroyers. Go on Spotify. Look for that. Um, I know it's a, made up of a group, but Stephen included a group of men in the Mid-South, live in the Mid-South. A lot of them went to high school, college together, stuff like that. So I know they have a lot of fun for sure. No doubt about it. Uh, Stephen's a lot of fun. So you'll hear our interview with Stephen, the new city attorney here in the next few minutes. We definitely appreciate you tuning in to listen to that if that's why you tuned in. But Derek had a good weekend. Uh, first time went to Oxford to tailgate per se in probably five or six years. Didn't stay for the game. <laughs> it um... Didn't see any football. Got there about three o'clock and sun was perfect. Blue skies. Everything was great till about a quarter to five. And yeah. then it was um, torrential rain and delay after delay. And uh, you were my ride home. And you said, hey, if you're going with me, we're out of here. So uh, we left about eight o'clock, got home in the first quarter. Yeah, that will be uh, – I will touch on that briefly. That will be my word from the weekend. Okay, yes. Uh, we will touch on that. Uh, also, uh, Matt, you know, growing up, one of my mottos was, you know, anybody that has cosmic hate does need to be destroyed. I mean, I That's just, a good point. It's a good – I mean, if you have cosmic hate – If you have if, cosmic hate – I mean, you should be destroyed. I mean, that's, that's just, I think that's a fact of life. I agree with that. Uh, so that's a great name for the band. But right. I had a good weekend. Uh, did the same. Did go down to Oxford. Uh, we will talk about that shortly. Uh, other than that, um, didn't really do much. Uh, to be honest, watched a, a, a decent amount of football. Kind of, it was a great day on Saturday for football uh, to watch. Uh, Sunday, not so much for our Saints. We do not need to talk about the Saints we, game, no, my friend. Not, that no, was, uh, we, um, I, think, I think they said the worst offensive performance under Sean Payton. Jameis is going to Jameis. Unfortunately, we saw it Sunday. Uh, it was tough. You know, it was tough to, you know, I didn't, I literally have not seen a single play of that Saints game. Didn't either. They, not a single play. I was busy uh, on, on Sunday. So we were kind of running around doing some different stuff. Went to New Albany to pick up Evelyn. So I uh, just didn't, did see a play of it. Great weekend, Hernando. Uh, we actually went to the uh, Lausanne football game, which we'll talk more about at the end of the oh, show. Yeah, went about up that. there to that and had a, had a good time there. Enjoyed that. Uh, Lausanne, a beautiful school. Uh, small. I mean, just, you know, kind of, I think you're kind of used to maybe going to, whether it be Lausanne or maybe uh, you're, it's, you're it's used to land, going. They're, they're usually land a lot. Yeah. You're lot used to going to schools where the visiting stands may be pretty small. Yes. Well, let's just say I enjoyed it because we got to take, you know, uh, lawn chairs. So yes. it was, you know, <laughs> we got to say, yeah, I can sit in the same, the same things I could sit in the, uh, at the square end. I got to sit there and enjoy a football game. Uh, my wife did not like it because uh, she's used to being away from the action uh, from oh, a football no, you're standpoint. You're on top of it. It's when right you're watching there. it, it's right there. I mean, you could see the bad calls, the good calls uh right there i mean down set hut i mean you can just hear them you know hitting each other and, and again a lot of the moms are not used to being that close to it so heather was just like i do not enjoy this <laughs> but you know as guys you, you enjoy it and kind of I, I could get out there for one play i wouldn't make the play Ooh. but i could get out there for one play one play i could make one play I, if, I can if, make if, one play. Give me twenty minutes to warm say up. I was gonna, give me twenty again. minutes to warm up. Yes. Uh, I, I need to probably you know one of those guys like the NBA players get the personal stretcher on the court. Sure, one give of those, one of those guys warming me up. Maybe one play, yes. Yes. I, I'd, I want, I'd want one shot. One shot. 
<laughs> the old Toby Keith song for sure. But again, had a good weekend. Uh, certainly, ha- it's impossible to not have a good weekend right here under the water tower. Just a wonderful, wonderful city. Uh, Thursday night, starting off with music. Friday night, going to Memphis to see the uh, Hernando Tigers play. Saturday, down to Oxford for a football game, or at least a tailgating part of it. So, look, just a wonderful weekend. If you currently did not live under the water tower or live in DeSoto County, and you're thinking about moving into the area, or if you're wanting to move out of the area and want to sell your house, you definitely want to reach out to our 2021 presenting sponsor, the best real estate team in DeSoto County. I'm talking about Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. They possess over 65 years of combined real estate experience with over 25,000 closings on the buying or selling side of residential real estate since 2009. There is no better team in DeSoto County than Team Couch. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. They are currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. Simply give them your address. They will take your address, give you the value of your home, give you the value of your neighborhood, what's going on in your zip code. You can call them at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or call Brian on a cell, 901 461-7653. That's 901-461-SOLD. S-O-L-D. Again, they are the best real estate team in DeSoto County. Give them a call today if you're planning to buy or sell in the near future anywhere in the Mid-South. Thank you to Brian and Terry for being our 2021 presenting sponsor. Derek, seems like I say it about once a month, had the smell of barbecue around my house last night. Not for me, of course. I got to get back out and do that. But definitely in the neighborhood, could definitely smell someone cooking barbecue. If you're ready to take your backyard to the next level, you want to visit our 2021 studio sponsor, the How to Barbecue Right Shop. How to Barbecue Right Shop is located right here in Hernando at 496 Whitfield Drive. This store has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. They have rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, and some really cool high-end smokers. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can give him a call at 662-912-9947. Find more information about him on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. Visit their website at howtobbqright.com or I highly recommend stopping by his shop Monday through Saturday at 496 Whitfield Drive right here in Hernando. Thank you, Malcolm and Rochelle, for being our 2021 studio sponsor. As I mentioned moments ago, we sat down with Stephen Pittman, the new city attorney, yesterday morning, and we were we look forward to having that interview to you shortly. But we got a few things to handle. Our usual Tuesday stuff. It's the third Tuesday of the month, which means we're going to preview the autumn meeting in just one moment. But Derek, word from the weekend. Our word from the weekends. Uh, that's how we kick off our Tuesday show. Yours is. You alluded to it a second ago. Give me your word from the weekend. My word for the weekend is rain. Okay, rain, rain. Millie Vanilli. Blame it on the rain. You can blame a lot on the rain. You can blame the fact that I missed the Ole Miss game in person on the rain. Yep. You know, you woke up Saturday morning and just a torrential downpour started with me going running uh, with some friends of mine. We went to run and do it every Saturday morning. About a mile and a half into it, uh, it started. Uh, started pretty aggressively. Uh, it came, I mean, the just bottom opened out and we got bad. drenched. It was, um, it was bad. And it remained for the, the last three and a half miles of that run. Uh, did not stop till about what noon, uh, so kind of got dried off and 
you know, I actually went back to the farmer's market. Uh, shout out to the farmer's market, which will in the rain in a second. In the rain, in the rain. Okay. Had to grab a couple things. Just I would get some sausage, get some milk. You know, uh, made it out in the rain. Of course, I did park close. Didn't didn't really walk around it. Just got that and got out. Uh, then after that, just uh, sat inside and watched a lot of football. Did drive down, but of course by what. When I left about four o'clock, heading to Oxford, it was clear in Hernando, beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. Shorts, and I had a short sleeve shirt, warm. Get down to Oxford, and I met by the same rain that had been in Hernando from 6 a.m. to noon. And basically, it stayed the, <laughs> the six hours in, in Oxford. We kind of waited it out. It was, The game was delayed till 8 45. Well, it was oh, eight, 8 originally. Start, yeah. It was 8 originally. And so I turned to my son and said, Hey, man, you know, right now it's supposed to start at 7. Now it's starting at 8. If they delay it again, you know, you want to leave? And he's like, Yeah, we can leave. Sure enough, about 15, 20 minutes later, we found out that the earliest it would start would be 8 30. Uh, and then uh, once we got in the car, we realized it was 8.45 is what they said the official start time would be. And so we were able to make it home three minutes into the first quarter yeah, sure. and uh, watch the rest of it on, you know, on TV. So just, again, disappointing that we didn't stay. Disappointing I didn't dress better to maybe even have the opportunity to stay. But it was wet. I mean, Oxford is a mess. The Grove is now ruined for the rest of the year. I mean, it is what it is and it ended up being a good outcome for us. But, yes, that is my word from the weekend, rain. We could talk about the Rebels some other time. Looking pretty good. <laughs> Ole Miss looks pretty good. We can talk more about that later on for sure. Derek, my word from the weekend is going to be delay, and that's going to be what you're talking delay. about, delay. Uh, you know, it seemed like we get everything ready. Um, my son and I started to go to our first game uh, in a while that the uh, that uh, then Ole Miss was playing, and we started to go. And uh, so we stepped out. We went to had, – had a friend of ours give us a ticket in the uh, field club level there at Ole Miss and, and enjoyed that. You know, got to go in there, get something to drink, whatever, but, um, you know, did not see the game uh, the other night. We uh, – like, you know, my ride, you – uh, you guys were leaving, so we we jumped in and, and caught, caught a ride back on to Hernando. But uh, delay was going to be my word from the weekend, you know. But it was good to hang out. It seems like every time Wilson goes, though, he went. Uh, one of the ones games he went to was the uh, Laquan Treadwell, where he broke his ankle. That was one of the things right in front of him. His, you know, one of his favorite players. And then so it's, it seems like it's a little bit of drama every time he tries to go to a game. So we're going to try and get down there and go to uh, go to more because we are tailgating again and and have a tent that we go to and stuff. So delay is going to be my word from the weekend and. Uh, I do appreciate. It. I'll, I'll pu- publicly thank you. Thanks for the ride back. Appreciate oh, it. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for the ride back anyway. Yeah, thanks for the ride back. We appreciate it. So, but Derek, speaking of being on your side, the board of aldermen in the city of Fernando will be meeting tonight. The second meeting of the month. Give us a preview. You know, we we know what the main thing is. Of course, it uh, talked about in the interview that you had with Stephen yesterday. Some of the other things that will be happening tonight. There will be a request for the final plot approval for Montclair Subdivision Phase 6, 36 single-family residential lots, and one common open space. So, again, Phase 6 of Montclair uh, will be uh, requested to be opened uh, or, or I guess to be started or approved uh, tonight. For Phase 6, I would assume there may be a couple yeah. things they asked for, but I don't see it having any really issues. The first five went just fine. <laughs> yeah, first five, they sure did, and quickly. Uh, the next thing is, Matt, um, I will be there tonight. I'm sitting in place of our wonderful president, Dr. Bryant Trotter. The crew of Hernando is, is asking to use the Milton Kirkendall Park and Track October 30th from 9 to 12 and to close the street around the perimeter of the park from 10 to 11 for the Crew Boo One Mile Fun Run. Yep. Um, this is something that we will talk more about. I guess this will be an official announcement if they approve tonight, which hopefully they will. Uh, basically, it will be our inaugural Crew Boo Fun Run, One Mile Fun Run for the children with all of the proceeds benefiting the library. So uh, I will be there tonight in place of Bryant Trotter requesting that. Uh, hopefully that gets approved and uh, to go from there. Uh, the next, there are three things that are kind of in conjunction with the parks that are up. 
Uh, they're looking to purchase 75 50-pound bags for the soccer fields. They're uh, looking to approve Collins Lemonade to provide concessions for the fall and the spring soccer seasons. And they're looking for a soccer field rental rate for others who wish to rent the fields for practicing games. And remember, the Soto Football Club is looking to, you know, rent it for 20000 a year so they can have practice three times a week, two to three times a week, et cetera. Well, now they're saying, okay, well, what if the, you know, the girls' high school team wants to rent it? What if the boys' high school team wants to go out there and practice? So the city is like, well, this, you know, this could be a moneymaker, obviously. So they're trying to set, well, kind of here tonight, what they think their rate should be per hour, per day, whatever it happens to be. We'll see what that looks like tonight. So all three of those are in conjunction with the soccer fields, back to back to back to each other on the agenda. So that would be interesting to kind of see what's said there. Uh, and then the last three things on the agenda. First one is the discussion of upgrading the proposed 8-inch water line on Green Tea Road to a 12-inch water line. Uh, a lot of that has to do with the development that's going on uh, in and around that Green Tea and McEnroe area. The next one, a discussion of designing the soccer park parking lot to prepare for bidding which I was very excited for, Matt, did not know about. And I have reached out to a couple of aldermen to let them know that if they need a little more information I can provide, I would be happy to provide it for them on uh, a rendering we have done that they may or may not be aware of. Yeah, because you guys had, y'all have gotten bids in the past. You had some uh, rendering, some situations. That's kind of already been drawn out, correct? It it has. And so I'm kind of let them make sure that they they knew that. Um, And so... And it doesn't, again, they're not bidding it tonight. They're, yep. they're okay. looking for designing it, mm-hmm. in which um, we have a friend of ours who actually designed it for us. And then the last, of course, the noise ordinance discussion. Uh, it is the last thing on the agenda with adjournment to be right after that. So, you know, I, I would say the length of this meeting probably goes the way of that discussion. Uh, and uh, so that is last on the agenda. And again, it's also talked about in your interview with the city attorney, Stephen Pittman. Derek, what you are referring to is discussion again tonight. Let's just say that it reads in the agenda discussion about the noise ordinance that Stephen Pittman was asked to draft. And we, we do talk about that in the interview. Stephen Pittman was asked to draft that noise ordinance just to start a direction, start a dialogue. When it's all said and done, the Board of Aldermen will make this decision, Derek. So discussion. So nothing's going to come out of tonight. Nothing's going to come out tonight from a, hey, brand new noise ordinance passes, clang, clang on the gavel. It's not happening tonight. So if you're going up there for that reason, thinking that you're going to walk out of that meeting with that tonight, it's not going to happen because it says discussion. It says discussion. Right. Andrew Middleton a good job two weeks ago of saying hey guys we can't pass anything right now we can only discuss maybe i'm wrong i don't know and lord knows we'll probably get a text from <laughs> from certain aldermen if i am once this uh this show airs here in just a little while but um as far as i know we can only discuss it we can get closer with the ordinance things can be put in Stephen pittman can draft up what you know i guess at a certain point a resolution type situation second alderman meeting of september happens tonight thank you to the board thank you to city clerk thank you to all those people that go up there whether it be youtube help or or help with the, the microphones or anything like that doing city business we really really appreciate them uh, going up there and doing that thank you so much for that well Derek, we're going to stretch out a little bit state related now some good news has come about the education of our kids in the state of mississippi uh, give us a quick rundown of what you have there all right in a report published by the desoto county news the state's k-12 through education achievement ranking improved we went from 50th uh, about 15 years ago down to 39th. We're now 39th. Uh, the report examines uh, this report examines achievement in school systems from pre-kindergarten through 12th grade and socioeconomic factors leading to success in adulthood. Mississippi earned an overall rating grade of a C minus, which was 70.8 out of 100 points. This is close to the uh, nation's overall grade of a C 
which is 76.2. And Mississippi was one of only four states to improve their score by four full points since 2003. So done a great job over the last 18 years. So basically we're around 66, 65, 66. Now we're at 70.8. So really moving the, uh, you know, obviously going in the right direction. Mississippi's uh, most improved ranking was based on the state's gains on the 2019 National Assessment of Education Progress, the NAEP, the standardized testing. Mississippi achieved the number one spot in the nation for gains on the NAEP, uh, which is known as the nation's report card. The NAEP measures student proficiency in fourth and in eighth grades, reading and math. Mathematics. Mississippi was the only state in the nation to show significant increases in three of the four NAEP subjects. So, again, just a shout out to the yeah. g- great uh, job that our public school educators are doing, not only in DeSoto County, but across the state to improve that ranking. And in this ranking, which again has to do with socioeconomic factors and other things, we have moved from 50th, you know, a couple decades ago, now down, you know, now I guess up, I say down, but now up to 39th uh, in the rankings. Derek, anytime something comes out, a report of Mississippi, look, the, the improvement's tremendous. I mean, 50th to 39th yeah. over a decade or so, there's really, really good job. So shout out to our educators, the people that we, we know, uh, the people that uh, get out every day and pour into our uh, young people, for sure. Definitely want to say thank you to them. I know Evelyn, my six-year-old, is having an absolute blast in first grade a little shout out to miss claire fowler her first grade teacher evelyn uh comes to the car every day with a smile on her face so (laughs) we definitely appreciate that uh shout out to claire thank you for working with evelyn every day and you know my daughter's a 12th grader my son's a ninth grader and and they enjoy hernando high school so definitely uh thank you to all those educators uh each and every day who uh pour in our kids we definitely appreciate that well derek speaking of young people let's talk about something uh last thing state related mississippi state related uh Uh, has something to do with people uh, that used to be teenagers, not anymore. (laughs) Give us a quick rundown of what you got. When it comes to booster shots, the state of Mississippi Health Department has said what? All right, so based on the FDA's recommendation that was approved by the advisory board. Now, there's been a lot of things in the news talking about how the booster shot was not approved for the majority of Americans. So the majority of Americans, those uh, like – you, you and myself, those that are uh, our age group, and basically anybody from 16 to 65, they do not recommend or say that right now a booster shot is not needed or not enough information is had to recommend a booster shot. However, those over the age of 65 uh, and then those with severe or, or you know high qualifying health conditions, they are eligible for a booster. And the advisory board, I think on a 16 to 2 vote, said that they do recommend that those people you know, can apply for uh, the third booster shot. So based off this information, the Mississippi Department of Health announced that Mississippians with qualifying health conditions, as I said, or over the age of 65, can now schedule their third COVID-19 vaccination directly from county health departments. So obviously the county health department uh, for our county is in Hernando. The FDA on a 16 to 2 vote has approved this. They said, go ahead and get that. And so, you know, if that's something that you want to do, uh, please, 65 and older, go ahead and call your county health department or those with you know very high or, or underlying health conditions, and that's all, that's going to be through the uh, health department for right now. Not not that's back, right. yeah, the health, health department, exactly. That's right. Not pharmacies or anything like that yet. That type of stuff. Booster shots right now are being rolled out by the health department, and again, our health department is obviously right here under the water tower. So we just want to give that an update. Any of our listeners, I don't know if we have a huge, uh, you know, I don't know, we Derek, we don't know the metrics of our listeners. Maybe we have a huge uh, sixty-five and older uh, group. My, my, my parents listen. Your, <laughs> so your parents, if they choose to. Get a booster shot. They can certainly do that. When, you know, so thank you for that information. If that's something you want to do, uh, Derek and I always want to, uh, you know, 
encourage you to do whatever you'd like to do uh, when it comes to that. But that's going to be through the health departments here in the state of Mississippi. Well, Derek, thanks for giving us a quick update of what's going on. If you tuned in for our interview with Stephen Pippen, the new city attorney of Hernando, that will be coming up pretty soon. It's going to take the place of our DeSoto County Fact of the Week for this particular show. So we will not have a DeSoto County Fact of the Week provided to us by Rob Long and the team over at DeSoto County Museum. Uh, but we will have an interview with Stephen Pittman, which we felt like uh, was a pretty neat uh, Fact of the Week, uh, current Fact of the Week, actually. Yeah. Podcast brought to you by Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state farm provider. They are located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and longtime local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 429-5213. That's 429-5213. Or find more information about them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology, such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239 like to continue to say thank you to our longtime sponsor, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Williams Service specializes in leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, new construction of fences, Anything you need on the outside of your home or business, no job too small, no job too large. If Richard can't do it, he'll help you find someone that can. You can call him at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more about Richard on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure that your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Well, Matt, as you mentioned, uh, the our DeSoto County Fact of the Week this week will be our interview with Stephen Pittman. Uh, the fact that he is, you know, talking about what the city attorney position does, uh, kind of how he got in the position, you know, 
he was looking to do for the, over the first two or three months and what the uh, current board has asked him to do uh, to bring tonight. I think those are all uh, wonderful facts that our listeners will learn about over about a 20 to 25 minute interview with him. So that will be sitting in for our uh, fact of the week this week. And we look forward to uh, Rob providing us one next week and look forward to uh, giving that out to uh, everybody that listens. So again, we really do want to appreciate Stephen Pittman, uh, this new city attorney for coming in and sitting down with you yesterday, uh, giving up part of his morning to come in and just, just to kind of let everybody know, you know, he's new to the position kind of he's, what he's seeing so far, uh, what the uh, board is asking of him so far, and just really looking forward to his four years of serving his first four years. And we hope there's a lot longer than that, but his first four years uh, for this board uh, going forward. So uh, without further ado, we will go to that interview now. Glad to welcome into the How to Barbecue Right studios this morning, uh, the new City Attorney for the City of Fernando, Mississippi, Mr. Stephen Pittman. Stephen, good morning to you. Morning, Matt. Got a lot going on uh, here in the city, Stephen. You've been on the job for a little bit over two months. Uh, thank you for serving the City of Fernando. You've been a resident for a long time, which we'll talk more about uh, here shortly. So thank you for serving this city. We uh, definitely appreciate that. Tell us a little bit, uh, Stephen, where'd you grow up? Well, I was born in Greenville, Mississippi, and then we moved up to Clarksdale and then to Memphis. So I grew up in Whitehaven area. I uh, went to uh, college at Mississippi State and law school at the Mississippi College and then back to Memphis for uh, the first part of my practice. Been practicing law for how many years? Been practicing law now for 25 years. Met my wife and she's from Hernando, so that's how I ended up here and joined her firms with her father and before he became one of our judges. It's been great. Uh, I love it down here. Long time. I would describe there for that. That is, that is a definite Hernando family for sure. Yep. Uh, old school Hernando, you know, <laughs> I've been here myself for 18 years. Of course, my wife has been here all her, her life. And so there's been lots of changes in Hernando. It's been interesting to see it happen. Just a nice family, good people. Been, I've been going to church with them now since, I mean, Lord knows they were at the Methodist church when I got there for sure. But uh, now you and I have been in Sunday school now for 15 years together. Yeah, we've been uh, doing that. And of course, we've got a great church family. You know, my wife's family, the Chathams, they go way back to Hernando. It's, you could almost call it the founding fathers, of course. Uh, her grandfather was also a judge here. He was uh, on the board of supervisors and um, he served as the uh, district attorney and was on the board of education uh, for the University of Mississippi. So a lot of good service on, on his part. And Absolutely. That's kind of been passed down, I think, through that family. And of course, I have seen that and, of course, influenced by that. And so it may be part of why I wanted to serve a city attorney. And it's been something that's been good so far. Your specialty of law, would, would you would say what? Would it be general law or what Well, time? no, we, uh, well, we joined firms with another firm in South Haven a couple of years ago. With, uh, so it's uh, Chatham, Gilder, Howell, Pittman. And those are uh, two legacy firms uh, that go way back in Minnesota County. And we are also in the process of having Mr. H.R. Garner, who is kind of a legend of Hernando, uh, one of our senior attorneys, join our firm as of counsel. And so we're going to be moving into his building next door on the square, wow, right okay. there on the corner of 51 and Losher Street. Okay. So it's been good. He's an interesting man and has a lot of legal knowledge, and it's it's kind of fun to be around him. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Your, uh, your practice has a certain slogan. What slogan is that? We are the lawyers that listen. That's right. And so you may see some of our billboards yep. around the county. And we think it's a good, healthy uh, message, and we try to live up to that slogan. So People just want to be heard, want to be talked to, and, and, and treated with respect, for sure. Yeah, exactly. People want to feel like uh, they are somebody and not just a number. And I think that goes the same for, uh, for Hernando and people who live in the city here. And those are some of the things we struggle with uh, as government, and that's kind of where we are. Right. 
right. Well, let's fast forward into now, and we won't take up – again, we appreciate you giving some time this morning before you get your day started, and we won't take up too much of your time. So what, what made you uh, choose to apply for or be interested in the city attorney position for the city of Fernando? Well, it's a good question. Um, it really wasn't on my radar screen six months ago, seven months ago, and then, of course, with the election – you know, we've got five new board members, board persons, two females, which uh, are awesome. And we have two senior board members. And, of course, um, Chip Johnson has been reelected as new mayor. But, of course, Chip has a lot of experience. And whenever there's a change of a regime, I guess, and you know, some board members want to change the course and, uh, on certain employees. And they've done that. Uh, and that's, that was the feeling that they had with the my position, the city attorney. So... Uh, I'd heard that talk. It was kind of going around, and you know, I started thinking about it, talking with family members and other attorneys and uh, some of the board members to see what uh, where they were heading. And I think there was a lot of uh, struggle when, inside that that dynamic. You know, Kenny Stockton served our city for a long time, and and Kenny did a fantastic job. Um, and my hats off to him. Kenny's a friend. He just did a fantastic job. But you know, sometimes. A new, a new government wants to take a new direction, and I think that's where they were with this. And so I made it very clear I would not be a candidate unless I knew that Kenny was not going to be the next city attorney. And they made that clear. I talked with Kenny and talked with other people and decided to put my name in the hat. Right. So, yeah, it's been good. So when you become the new city attorney, when it's all said and done, did the, did the city of Hernando hire your firm with you being the representative? Is yes. that kind of how it works? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I submitted a proposal when it's been, you know, it's a public record. If you wanted to see it, you could. You know, I understood that the board members wanted someone that they could that access easily, you know, as much as possible. So when they would listen, they could to listen. Right. An attorney <laughs> that would listen, but would, would take the time to do that. And I just think that. You know, they, they divided it into two different um, positions. They have the prosecuting attorney, which Russell Jordan is serving as, and then they have the board attorney, which I'm serving as. And so before now, that was that position was both in one. So Kenny did both of those, um, handled both of those positions at one time. So he was in court every Wednesday right. all day long, and then he was, of course, at all the board meetings and, and things of that nature. So our city's growing. You know, it's getting bigger, and uh, there's more going on. So they took the step to create two different positions. And uh, so Russell Jordan is serving as our prosecuting attorney, and then I'm serving as board attorney. And uh, so to give you an example of some of the things that we do, the question came up, could Russell Jordan serve as city prosecutor and also serve on the planning commission, which he was appointed. He He was appointed to serve on our planning commission. Yes. And that was an interesting question. So, you know, first day on the job, uh, had to research it, you know, looked it up, found out that there was no conflict of interest. Uh, one is the executive branch of government, one's in the legislative branch of government. So that was good. Um, but to be on the safe side, to avoid any appearance of impropriety, uh, it, it was my opinion that if any issues came up with ordinance violations or zoning violations, that Russell would recuse himself. And of course, he would not have a problem with that and didn't have a problem with that. Sure. And so that's just kind of how government works. You don't want to put uh, an official in a position to look as if there was something inappropriate. Right. You know? And so that's what, that's how you avoid that. And so we, we did a good job of that. Well, and Russell's service on the planning commission really kind of consists of new things going forward, discussions of things going forward. I mean, you know, dealing with things five, 10, 15 years ago that were set by a planning commission he didn't serve on, that's kind of different. 
Exactly. Yeah, these are all new applications. Right. And they're doing a great job. Right. Of course, part of my duties are to attend uh, and prepare for the, the board meetings twice a month and then the planning commission meetings once a month. So the first three Tuesdays of every month, we're in meetings. Uh, at six o'clock in, right. in the boardroom right. at the city hall. Uh, I've met all those guys. We've got a great planning commission. I think they're doing a good job. And, and the reason it's important is because Fernando is growing uh, and it's going to continue to grow. And so this board and this commission have really dedicated themselves to say, hey, accept that fact and just, uh, you know, plan well and govern well. Meetings uh, three Tuesdays in a row. Derek and I talk about it all the time. You can watch these on the City of Fernando, Mississippi YouTube channel. Uh, If you ever want to pay attention to that, uh, attend a meeting, sure. But if you're not going to attend or want to watch it on the back end, the uh, YouTube channel by the City of Fernando is doing a really, really good job. They've improved that tremendously. Uh, Ms. Gia Matheny has worked hard over the last six months to be more transparent and people can see those meetings and so forth. It seemed like in the meetings years prior, when we first started really paying attention, Derek and myself, for the podcast, it seemed like uh, Mayor Ferguson would do a lot of kind of looking over at Kenny, can we do that? Can Is that something we can do, or is there an issue there? It seems like Chip, with all much more experience, it seems like, kind of knows those answers and, and is referring to you less in the meetings. Would you agree? Yeah, I think that's true. And, you know, that's good for me. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> Kenny, uh, Kenny has a, been there longer than anybody. There's a big difference between, uh, you know, practicing regular law and then practicing municipal law. Right. And so – it was fortunate that they had the municipal conference the week after the election here. And so I was able to attend that and to go ahead and start getting some training. And one of the, uh, they made a real good point. I had a lot of good speakers, but one of the uh, speakers said, you know, don't ever think that what you learned in law school and the reasoning, reasoning that you use in your everyday practice is going to apply to municipal law because they are two different animals, and so they don't really work the same, uh, and so it's a new experience for me, and so we're just working all the time to, if we don't have the answer right offhand, we'll get the answer sure. as quickly as possible. Let's turn our attention to that when it comes to the city attorney. What would be the main job description of the city of tur- attorney for a municipality like Hernando? One of the main things is, is again, uh, this board was concerned with accessibility. They are concerned about questions that come up in their own minds, especially when they're new to the job, like five of them are. Right. Uh, they want to bounce things off of, uh, you know, someone that, that can assure them that they're, de- they're going to be okay with right. their decisions. Right. And so the overall job description is to be there and to uh, be a sounding ear for our legislators uh, when they have questions. Hey, can we do this? Is this going to be okay to do this? You know, where are we with this? We get a lot of calls. I get a lot. I've gotten a lot of calls already from our HR director and uh, about, you know, employees that are there issues with, you know, that they have termination issues and things like that. And so I think that's the first is just to be uh, a source of, um, confirmation and guidance and beyond that you know my job is to get in and make sure we have the right answer to the questions right guide and then when it's should it ever be needed uh represent from a defense standpoint um mainly guide and and if it comes to that point work together as a team as a firm to defend the city of fernando in whatever yeah to a little bit lesser degree um so some of the things that i've done so far is um you know, draft the uh, new agreement between the Soto F- FC soccer club right. and our soccer fields here. 
uh, to use our soccer fields, right. reviewing the Tegra medical, you know, tax exemption documents, mm-hmm. uh, things like that, drafting up um, other documents for the city. But when it comes to litigation, and the city uh, is uh, on the other side of uh, two lawsuits at the time, present time, that is handled by our municipal council, and that's Todd Butler uh, with Butler Snow and Jackson. So my job there is to be a liaison between our board and our mayor and Todd. And he and I had lunch last week, had a great conversation. You know, that's all he does. I'm just passing along information sure. to him facilitating anything on that on that level that he needs let's turn our attention to probably probably the largest thing that you would be working on so far in the city you know is going to be the noise ordinance that the board of aldermen proposed and then seconded an opportunity for you or asked you to draft a city ordinance a noise ordinance for the city of fernando going to be discussed on the tuesday meeting i think it's just going to be discussion correct it's not yeah, a it's not a voting on only. yeah right yeah, discussion only um noise ordinance kind of comes off from concerned citizens that came to the board and have been coming to the board for quite a while about an issue locally tell us a little bit about the noise ordinance that uh you know obviously you can't go into details just yet but uh, what, what's that been like uh, i know you've had to do a lot of research and uh, talk to cities uh, nearby yep so um the charge uh, that i was given was to uh, research what other cities are doing uh, and to come back with a proposal to the board one that will uh, protect us legally uh, and also uh, protect our citizens and also our business owners. And so, uh, you know, the job is not to turn a blind eye to any aspect of the, those three uh, categories that I just talked about. I started off looking at Olive Branch in South Haven, and then we looked at Horn Lake, and then we looked at Oxford. We've looked at aspects of Franklin, Tennessee's ordinance, and we looked at aspects of, Star- of Startwell's ordinance. And so I spent the last two weeks kind of taking all that in, um, looking at what each city's doing, listening to business owner and owners, you know, and residents. And some of those are my neighbors. And so I have a, I have a keen insight into that because I, I do live in the area that is at issue right now, right, sure. which is our downtown area, which yeah. is a, an awesome area. And I think it's, I think our downtown area is a big part of what makes Hernando attractive to people. Right. We moved here, back here 18 years ago. Moved back. We bought back into um, the fold, my wife's grandmother's house. And so we're right in the middle of town. Um, and we've seen over that course of time a lot of people wanting to live in this area, old and young. It's not just a young thing. There's plenty of people who or, uh, you know, maybe retired who would like to live in an area where they can walk to the farmer's market. They could uh, walk to different activities that are going on here. Most of the 5Ks that are run are run in this area. The fundraisers are all around here. Uh, And it's nice to have restaurants that you can walk to, and it's nice to have live entertainment, uh, music that you can go and hear. And so we've seen that come, you know, I used to sit out uh, outside of my home and, I could hear traffic coming up Highway 51 from way down south because right. you know, it'd be quiet. You know, right. on Saturday night, it would just get real quiet, you know, which is pretty cool. And it definitely gave you that feel of a small town. And so there's a challenge there to balance the needs of, 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 of entertainment, of businesses who uh, like to have entertainment and want to have And it's, you know, part of their – it helps them with their successful success in their right. business. And right. so – uh, so looking at all those different ordinances, uh, I found out really that um, 
you know, a lot of places don't allow outdoor entertainment, mm-hmm. you know, outdoor amplified music on a regular basis. Uh, you know, you can have uh, events, you can get a permit. Right. Um, and so there's processes to do that. But as far as outdoor music uh, near people's homes, it's generally not allowed or there are restrictions. And so I don't think there's any intent to uh, completely restrict that here. Uh, that's just a, an attempt to find a happy medium. Right. You know, and I, uh, you know, the thing that I thought about this recently, the thing that, you know, uh, I kind of thought about when I knew I was going to talk with you uh, in this program, Matt, was, you know, one, one thing that you always want to carry with you is, is the golden rule, you know, do unto others as you would have them do to you. Sure. And so I think that's a good way to look at government. It's a good way to find a balance. And so that's, that's kind of what we're trying to do. I know the alderman uh, from the meeting two weeks ago. This is a new board, as you continue to mention. But these uh, residents, these neighbors, have been coming around for quite a while. It seemed like the old board, maybe for lack of a better word, just kind of said, "Well, we <laughs> let's see what happens," you know, with the election and so forth, and kind of moved it on. So, but now something's kind of come together. I, I've, I've talked with several people over the last couple of weeks, and and you're right. The downtown area, uh, a noise ordinance for the downtown area, or a noise ordinance for the city of Fernando. There are some other plans possibly which we don't need to talk about here but maybe some plans so they they have they may be in a less residential area which you look up and if if there's if they have to stop their music or their you know stuff at nine o'clock ten o'clock whatever could be very interesting so uh well we're looking forward to that for sure um coming up to again you and i recording on monday morning for our tuesday uh, show on the podcast but the board meeting for those that are listening to this the board meeting will be happening tonight definitely on youtube can pay attention to that Stephen, tell us about real quick as we begin to wrap up and stuff. Again, we thank you for your time and give us about twenty minutes of your time this morning to start your day. What are some things that you've enjoyed about the job so far? Yeah, I've enjoyed learning about the job, being competent in the job. Most of all, I think being part of our city, you know, on a an official basis instead of just a someone who has a, a practice here, a business here, family here. So being more involved on, on that level has been pretty cool i like it you know it's demanding Uh, i I think there's a lot of pro bono work uh, that i'm (laughs) I'm doing you know i tried to make my proposal for my pay commensurate with what kenny had been doing and so we're sticking with that you know there's been talk a lot of cities uh, eventually go to a full-time city attorney one of the attractive things was that they split that up and our job and to do two different jobs sure Uh, that's a that's a positive step forward for by our city it's good thinking and, you know, one day, you know, maybe 10 years now, who knows, there right. could be a full-time city attorney. But right now, it allows me to keep my practice, uh, but to be engaged in our city and to, uh, you know, be involved on, a, on an official level. So I like that. Right. You have a family here. You're raising a family here. It allows you, you no longer have a feeling of being a bystander in in right. city government, that type of stuff. You have a, a spot to be close to it, learn about it. Uh, help in any way possible while you are while it, while it is a paid thing when it's all said and done like you said it's not uh, you know nobody's getting rich here being the city attorney of Hernando Mississippi a lot so much of it is a feeling of service to yeah, the city definitely a service over monetary right of course uh, yes considerations you know and so of course our girls go to Hernando yep. and uh, I think that's another reason a lot of people want to live here because yep. we have great schools we have a great community and so I just feel like I'm a part of that governing body to help uh, see that through and and find a way 
to make it work for everybody. Right. As we wrap up and we kind of, you know, you and I are, are friends and, and so we'll keep things a little bit light as we wrap up. The music that was we've discussed about the noise ordinance and stuff like that, then you don't live far from uh, the area, the downtown area. Do you have a particular favorite uh, song that you maybe well, hear every Thursday night? You know, <laughs> I just want to say this. Anybody that knows me knows that I, I love live music more than, I mean, more than most. as much as anybody. Right. I play in a, in a rock band. I play, I write music. I play guitar every day. And, um, you know, and I put on a music festival called the Front Porch Jubilee that is a permitted event. And mm-hmm. it's, and it's you know, one night a year. And so I understand the love of, of music and live music. And so I don't want anyone to think that this is an effort to do away with live music. Right. That's not what's going on here. Of course, it's not my, I'm not an older person. I'm just the attorney, so right. I'm just going to present what findings I have that I think are best legally and that work best for the community. Well, you avoided my question. What kind of what what uh, kind of music? Favorite do you like? song? Yeah, favorite song from the uh, maybe the the playlist. You know, I really don't. <laughs> that's a hard one. <laughs> what do they play best? You know, I do. Uh, well, there's different bands. You know, yeah. it was funny because I went over to, to Bubba's, right. uh, and I'm and it's not like I'm never there. I, right, I like sure. to go to Bubba's. You know, when we walk across the street there and. But last Saturday night, a week ago Saturday, a friend of mine who was works with the DA's office, he's he plays bass in a right. band, and I heard he was playing, so I wanted to go and see him. It was nice. I got to talk with Terry uh, Taylor, who's the owner, and, mm-hmm. and Terry's a great guy, and it was just nice to see those guys play. But I guess something that, because um, I can hear the music at my home, right, sometimes right. it's, it's saying, a little yeah. too loud, but yeah. there's one band that does a Chris Stapleton cover of like, you know, Tennessee Whiskey, yeah. which is anything about Chris Stapleton sure. is really, really good. Yeah. So when they slow it down and do that, it's kind of a nice mm-hmm. break in a little bit different feel. Yeah. You know, not everyone, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder of and not everyone's going to like what the music is. Right. is. And yeah, so when it's, when it's intrusive in your home and that, that can be an issue, you know, right. If you're a big fan of every song. Yeah. Then maybe you would sit up at night and just have a great time <laughs> at, at home. But, uh, you know that's not always the case. That's and not so, always the and, case. And there are elderly people that live in the area, so you know, and you know, there's time at at home to uh, have privacy, and you know, to, you know, maybe you want to pray, or maybe it's Saturday night. You're going to think about Sunday morning. There's a lot to be thinking about, so we just want to find a good balance, right? understand well Steve I'm looking forward to it I, I know I, like I said I was gonna keep it light and kind of press you on that but I was somewhere I think I was waiting on to pick my son up at a birthday party and I was in the downtown area waiting to go out and get him and it made no sense for me to drive home and so I, I pulled over pretty close to, to Uncle Bubba's one Saturday night and it may have been that band and they did a good cover of Chris Stapleton and I had my window down and I thought to myself, man, this, this is enjoyable for sure. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Steven, we really appreciate you coming in. Let's do this every, you know, let's do this a couple times a year, update us on what's going on with the city. Uh, Maybe some uh, different things, whether it be some new issues that maybe come up that we can sit down, you can talk to us about and educate our listeners on what's going on, what we're doing and so forth. So we look forward to, thank you for your help. Uh, You know, obviously with the noise ordinance, but like you said, it's going to be the alder persons, older men and women that make those decisions for the city of Hernando. So we'll look forward to that on the YouTube channel tonight. So uh, Stephen, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, Matt.
All right, again, we want to say thank you to Stephen for giving up part of his morning yesterday, sharing, again, about the position, sharing about his playlist, sharing about, uh, of course, you know, we actually included one of his songs at the beginning of the show, just uh, everything that uh, he came in and was able to uh, let our listeners know. Uh, and, again, if you want to see more about Stephen, want to see more about what he does, watch tonight, uh, come to the meeting tonight, and you can kind of see him in his in action. So uh, thank you again to the city attorney, Stephen Pittman. Stephen actually mentioned our next advertiser uh, in his interview, the Hernando Farmer's Market. The Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh local experience. For more information, you can contact Gia Matheny at 662-449-9092. That's 662-449-9092. Gia can help you if you'd like to be a vendor at the Farmer's Market. If you'd like to know more about the Farmer's Market, you can certainly give her a call. The Farmer's Market is open from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Saturday, May 1st through October. That's May 1st through October, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. right here on the historic Hernando Square. North Point will hold the David Manley Golf Tournament on this Thursday, September 23rd at Wedgwood. Shotgun start begins at 1 p.m. You can still register as an individual or as a team of four. The tournament includes lunch and dinner, fantastic door prizes, and the opportunity to support a great cause. This golf tournament raises money for the David H. Manley Fund. The David H. Manley Fund supports the David H. Manley Scholarship awarded annually to a graduating senior in the amount of $7,500, annual missions projects, and the David H. Manley Charitable Tuition Grant Fund, which provides tuition grants to single-parent families attending North Point. Go to ncstrojans.com. That's ncstrojans.com to register today. North Mississippi Dumpsters is a local small business that's open seven days a week. They offer fantastic prices on 13 and 20 yard roll off dumpsters that are carefully loaded and unloaded as to not cause any damage to your driveway. They not only accommodate professionals in real estate, house flipping, landscaping, new construction and renovations, but also are great for homeowners who need to clean out their houses, yards, attics, basements or sheds. Give Joe and his team a call at 901-299-0916, but the best place to find information about North Mississippi Dumpsters is at their website, the price of a dumpster, how to book a dumpster, pick up for a dumpster, all right there at their website, desotodumpsters.com. Again, desotodumpsters.com. Well, Derek, before we get to, again, my uh, loss, again, from a picking standpoint for the uh, local high school football, again, North Point was off from a football standpoint. Lewisburg was off last week from a football standpoint. But the Hernando Tigers did travel up into Memphis to play the Lausanne Lynx, which we'll talk about in just one moment. But give us a quick update on the volleyball being played by our three schools we covered, North Point, Lewisburg, and Hernando. Uh, we'll st- I will start. We usually start with North Point, um, but because of the fact that Hernando did not play over the weekend, uh, they're not a lot to recap. Obviously, nothing to recap. However, we do want to make notice that the Hernando does play at South Haven and at home Thursday versus Lewisburg. So they do have matches set up this week at South Haven and then at home Thursday versus Lewisburg. So again, Tiger, uh, Lady Tiger volleyball fans, please go out and support them at least on Thursday. And, you know, if, of course, if you're a really big fan, drive up to South Haven on Tuesday and watch them play. So again, want to support uh, the Lady Tigers who did not play this weekend. Uh, they're not a lot on the individual stats from the weekend on the other two teams for volleyball. We do want the listeners to know how the two teams that did play uh, over the weekend fared. 
North Point traveled to Chattanooga to play in the River City Rumble this weekend where they made it to the semifinals by beating Baylor Academy out of Chattanooga. In the semifinal match, they lost to eventual tournament winners Hardin Valley Academy 12-15 in the tie-breaking third set to come in third place. Now, in a tournament, usually you hear us talking about the fifth, you know, fifth set, five sets, or whatever. In a tournament format, it only goes to the best two out of three instead of the best three out of five. Uh, that's a heartbreaking ending, obviously, when you lose that third set, 12 to 15, to the eventual champion, but a great showing by the Lady Trojans. Lewisburg co-hosted the Mid-South Classic with DeSoto Central and had a similar run as North Point. The Lady Patriots started out beating ECS 2-1 and then White Station 2-0 to finish first in their pool play. They then beat Arlington 2-0 and DeSoto Central 2-0 to advance to the semifinals. And in the semifinals, they lost to eventual champion Jackson Academy 2-1 to finish in third place. Congrats to both the Lady Trojans and the Lady Patriots on their third place showings in this weekend's tournaments. Absolutely. Good job by those ladies. Again, Hernando will be in action tonight and then will be in action uh, on their home court on Thursday. They'll have a freshman game, a JV game, and then also varsity four, five, and six on Thursday evening. That's four, five, and six this coming Thursday right here under the water tower. Good luck to the Lady Tigers this coming week. Well, Derek, as I mentioned, uh, took several young men up to the game on Friday night. Got in a van from Mobile Car and Van Rental, which, again, is going to be our sponsor for our high school sports. I forgot to mention that. Mobile Car and Van Rental, available cars, trucks, pickups. If you need a car locally right here in Hernando or anywhere in DeSoto County, don't drive to Memphis. Don't drive to the airport. Don't deal with the big boys anymore. Mobile Car and Van Rental, locally, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. They do work with all major insurances, State Farm, Farm Bureau, Progressive, Geico. If you have any car needs that are going into a body shop or anything like that, reach out to Megan, our manager, at 662-469-4555. All right, Derek, let's turn our attention to the pigskin. I know I picked it wrong again. Give us information about Hernando traveling up to Lausanne on Friday night. The Hernando Tigers started off the game having a great time, uh, but the final score uh, was not so great. Hernando Tigers 28, the Lausanne Lynx 53. This has traveled to Lausanne for the first time in school history to take on the number three ranked Division II AA school in the state. They started off hot with a touchdown pass from Wilkie and then followed that with a pick six by Dylan Cubbage to take a 14-0 lead. Lausanne quickly answered back with a touchdown, but the Tigers responded with a touchdown run by Kadarius Bullock to take a 21-7 lead early in the second quarter. But the rest of the scoring of this half would be Lausanne, who hit a long field goal, scored a touchdown and a two-point conversion, and then another TD on a long pass to take a 24-21 lead over the Tigers into halftime. The Lynx would not look back after that, scoring on their first drive after halftime and then going up 46-21 before Wilkie hit on a 70-yard pass to Davis. The Lynx scored one more time to make it the final score, 53-28. Of course, this is the end of non-district play. The next game for the Tigers will be this Friday at home versus South Panola. So, huge game. It was a huge win for the Tigers in the playoffs last year for their first district game of the year. If you're right here under the water tower, I think we have some nice weather on the way. Definitely the place to be Friday night would be right here in Hernando. Uh, Sal Panola and, and Hernando has become a pretty good rivalry for sure. They travel up. Sal Panola is a uh, definitely a name team in this area. So definitely Friday night, um, you know, really looking forward to see what the Tigers can do. You know, we were at the game, Derek, like you, we mentioned several times. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed uh, the night. Uh, had a chance to take my son and some other boys, ninth and 10th grade boys, up to uh, see. Really enjoyed the going to an away game. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that was a lot of fun. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Don't have anybody that plays, but I know my my son enjoyed uh, you know getting 
getting out and, and seeing a lot of people. So have had a pretty decent crowd travel up to uh, Lausanne uh, on Friday night. But uh, 21-10 at the time, field goal was missed by Hernando, and then her um, Lausanne just kind of figured it out. They figured it out after that. They were kind of outmanned from there. Uh, really, really good running back. Very good high school running back. You, you and I texted back and forth about that a lot. Their quarterback has some good offers. A um, lot of D1 talent on the Lausanne side. Uh, once they kind of got it moving, got it got it going, uh, they, they rolled downhill after that. So I, I picked it wrong. You picked it right. I think you said uh, Lausanne by about 21, and that was right. give, or, give or take pretty close. But, uh, you know, you regroup. You take a one and three record into um, the, the future. I mean, you got district games coming up. Hey, so you're zero and zero. It's zero and zero, exactly. I mean, so, uh, Matt, before we, we, we go, we do want to kind of really quickly preview. Again, we say the Tigers are playing uh, South Panola, the South Panola Tigers this Friday. Uh, our other two teams, which we will talk about on Friday, uh, North Point, of course, was off, but this was the game. They were supposed to play the Greenville Christian. Uh, Greenville Christian, uh, they, they ended up canceling that game. And my, uh, Greenville Christian ended up picking, the, uh, picked, picking up the number one ranked 6A team in the state, actually the number one team overall in the state of Mississippi, and beat them at their place, 48-41. to 41. Uh, So uh, I think that might have been uh, pretty good about the Trojans for maybe canceling that game. Uh, they will look now to pick up a game on their scheduled bye week. So the last week became a bye week for the Trojans. They will now uh, look to schedule a game on the bye week, which is um, – fall break so the thursday night october 7th they are have a couple schools they're looking at for that game uh to pick up uh for that this week though they is homecoming week for the trojans and they will take on millington central friday night for homecoming so want to give a shout out to the trojans and we'll talk more about that game on friday and for lewisburg of course they also had a bye week they had a scheduled bye week they're coming off a 40 to 12 loss uh at home to kosciuszko on their last game two fridays ago they will play at Horn Lake this Friday. So at Horn Lake for their first district game of the year. So all the 6A teams getting into district play beginning this Friday. Going to have the county rivals along with district rivals. That's when it's getting started, right? That's when you flip the page into September, October. Most of the teams in the area are playing other teams from the area. That's when it gets really, really fun. Well, look, if you enjoy what we talk about, all the meetings, uh, interviews with the city attorney, volleyball, football, shining a light on young people, definitely want to find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast. Instagram at UTW Podcast, Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, give us a five-star review, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you hear our voice and listen to our show, give us that five-star review. It simply helps us move up when it comes to local podcasts. So we definitely, definitely appreciate that. Look, if you enjoy our show and hear about things that we maybe talk about, noise ordinances going on in the city, uh, Alderman meetings, word from the weekend, local football share it with your friends share it with your friends your family uh say hey listen to what these guys are doing if you're an aunt or uncle or cousin or anything like that or some of the people we talk about the young people especially let them know that's one of the reasons we started this show to be uh shine a light on young people right here under the water tower as Derek uh, referred to a, a few moments ago brother podcast of ours ob pod Olive Branch, OB Pod. Find them on Spotify, Google Podcasts. However you hear our voice every week, you can certainly find them on the same format, OB Pod. Well, Derek, hope you have a great week. Alderman meeting tonight. We'll talk about that all on Friday. Thank you again to Stephen Pittman for sitting down 25 or so minutes with me yesterday morning for a wonderful interview. Great guy. Glad to be a friend of Stephen's, and I know he'll do a great job as a city attorney. Well, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the Water Tower. Yeah.